Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. It's like he was just putting the pieces together for me in such a way that just was simple but powerful. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is God's truth right here. It wasn't always what I, what I wanted to hear, but I knew it was the truth, and I always wanted the truth. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's edition of the Gospel Truth broadcast. Today, I'm continuing to teach through a series that I've entitled, How to Hear God's Voice, and I think that tomorrow I'm going to end this series. I could actually go longer. There's more material in this set than what I've taught here on television, but I think I'm going to end this series tomorrow. So if you have wanted to get this teaching, which I really believe that every person needs this, even if you already hear God's voice and if God is leading you, this would help you and plus, it's a great thing just to review and go over. And uh, you know people that this could help you share these truths with them. So I encourage you to please get these materials. And remember that tomorrow is going to be our last day to offer these through our television program. So you need to call or write, respond today or tomorrow at the latest. And I've taught a lot of things here. I've taught about how that God wants to speak to every one of us. He knows us by name. It's personal. He wants personal relationship with you, but you have to seek to find. It doesn't just happen automatically. If you can live without hearing God's voice, you will. So you need to seek. Then you need some knowledge. And I've been sharing a lot of knowledge from the Word of God because it says in 2 Peter chapter 1 that everything that pertains unto life and godliness comes through the knowledge of Him. Well, hearing God's voice is part of that uh, process, and so you need knowledge. And then you need to be still and know that He is God, Psalms 46.10. You need to shut out the other voices that steal and choke the Word of God and the voice of God, and you need to listen to that still, small voice. Then I talked about how that God speaks to a spirit to spirit. It doesn't come from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. And many people miss the voice of God because they're expecting Him to talk about and say, call your name and say, Andrew, I want you to do this. But instead, He just reveals things to your spirit and your spirit says, I want to do this. And you have to be able to discern, is that your spirit that is giving you this desire, this leading, or is it your flesh? And Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, says the Word of God is what divides asunder between soul and spirit and the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I also talked about Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, where you let the peace of God rule in your heart. And this is one of the dominant ways that God speaks to you is just through the peace of God ruling in your heart. You know, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Your born-again spirit has a supernatural peace that passes all understanding in it. And in any situation that you're in, I don't care how severe the storm is on the outside, in your born-again spirit, there is peace. And if you would follow that supernatural peace that comes through your born-again spirit, it'll lead you into the direction of God every single time. 
Now, sometimes it takes some effort when the storm is really raging for you to shut all of these things out and what everybody else is saying and what circumstances are screaming at you and just let that still small voice, that peace of God rule on the inside. But it really is that simple. Sometimes it takes a lot of effort to cut through all of the clutter and the noise, but it is that simple. You know, it's similar to a, a television station. Right now, most of you are watching me on television. Some might, people might be watching on a computer. You might be watching on your phone or something like that. But you have these signals that are just there in the air. You can't perceive them until you take some device and turn it on and tune to this signal. But the signal is there all of the time. Did you know, likewise, God is speaking to you constantly. The Lord is constantly speaking and leading you and guiding you and trying to communicate with you, but you have to be turned on and tuned in in order to be able to hear it. And the sad fact is many of us are on the wrong channel. Many of us are listening to this world and we're listening to all of the fear and the doubt and the unbelief that comes through the world and it's just drowning out what God is trying to say. So you have to separate yourself and, and get rid of this clutter and all of this noise of the world that drowns out the still small voice of God and let the peace of God rule in your heart. And again, this goes into a lot more detail. I'm cutting some of these things short and I encourage you to please get this, but I can't understate or I can't overstate how important the Word of God is to you hearing the voice of God. Here's the way that I look at it. If God has written out instructions in His Word, and if He's given a general Word that applies to everybody, then why would He give you a specific Word if you aren't already acting on what He's already said right here? This is God's will. This is His voice to us. This is God speaking to us. The Word of God outside of Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the most important gift that I believe He ever gave to the world. This is awesome. And there are so many things that He tells us in here. He tells us in here that we aren't supposed to commit adultery. We aren't supposed to lie. We're supposed to honor our father and mother. We aren't supposed to steal. We aren't supposed to covet. And all there's, those are the big 10, the 10 commandments. But then there's just all kinds of commandments in here that we're supposed to prefer other people and love them even more than we love ourselves. Not to dislove ourselves, but to love pe other people even more. That we're supposed to turn the other cheek. That we're supposed to pray for these people. We're supposed to treat our mate. It tells you how to do that. If God gives us the written instruction right here, and if we're ignoring that, then I don't believe that He is obligated to speak to us outside of the Word. Now, there are other things that we need that aren't written in the Word. Like say, for instance, if you're knowing, does God want me to take this job or that job? Does God want me to marry this person or that person? There are some things that aren't clearly spelled out in the Word and we need a, a specific Word from God. That's what I've been talking about is how to hear that voice of God. But why would He give you a specific word if you aren't already acting on the written word? Let's just take one thing here. It says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 
in verse 14, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you and will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now, there's many applications of these passages. You could apply this in business that you shouldn't enter into business with people. And I'm not talking about just, you know, doing business with somebody, but being unequally yoked. Yoked is talking about like two animals that are hitched to each other and they are inseparable. They are attached to each other. You shouldn't be in a business where your business part partner is completely opposite you in all of their beliefs and all of their attitudes. You could apply this in friendships, the friends that you stay with. Again, this isn't to say that we go into a monastery and totally separate ourselves from people because then we'd have to leave the world. No, we're the salt and the light. We got to, if we're going to salt the earth, we got to get out of the salt shaker. You need some association with unbelievers. You need to influence them, but you don't need to be yoked together, unequally yoked together with this person. It applies specifically to marriage. And I know that there's people, Christians, that are saying, God, should I marry this person? And yet, are you following what the Word says? Are they unbelievers? You talk about being yoked together. To some degree, we have to have interaction with people who don't share our faith and things like this. And I don't think that God wants us to totally withdraw, but you shouldn't be in a, in a relationship where you're bound together. Nothing applies to that stronger than marriage. Marriage is the strongest bond and yoke that you could ever have. And so if a person is saying, God, should I marry this person? Well, first of all, are they a believer? If you're a believer and they aren't a believer, no, you should not marry them. And you don't have to have a special word from God. You just act on the written word of God. And even beyond if they are a believer, but do they share your faith? Like if they're a person who believes that the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is of the devil, and yet you believe it's of God, you're going to be unequally yoked together. That should be a vital, important part of your life, and you shouldn't just enter into a relationship with a person that doesn't share your beliefs. Now, again, I'm not saying that you have to be 100%. I'm not sure that I agree with myself 100% on everything. But there ought to be, it'll, it's like a target. There ought to be this center, the bullseye. You ought to have these basic things, what true salvation is, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, foundational things. They ought to be shared for you to enter into. So the Bible says, don't do this. And a person is praying and saying, oh God, do you want me to marry this person? If the word's already spoken and given you direction, don't even pray for direction outside of the word. But let's say that you've got multiple people here, that they're all born again, they all spirit-filled, they all share your heart. You've got a great uh, fellowship with two or three different people. Which one do you marry? Well, then you need a more specific word. You need to be able to hear the voice of God. And that's what I've been talking about 
But I want to just underscore that you, first of all, act on what the written Word says, and then before you ever get a specific Word, you act on the written Word. If you're trying to find out, should I buy this house or that house? Boy, there's a lot of things I could bring to bear on this, but, you know, the Scripture says, Oh, no man, anything except to love one another. I personally don't believe you're supposed to be in debt. I've been in debt. I've got some debt right now, but it was a mistake that I made. I am getting out of it just as quickly as I can. And I can guarantee you that if I was looking at buying something and if I had to go in debt to do it, I wouldn't do it. Now, some people believe that like a mortgage on a house or something like that, that's a different kind of debt. And anyway, I'm not going to get in and discuss that. But you ought to, first of all, go by what the Word says. And if you are going to put yourself in a bind and under pressure, well, then you just act on the written Word of God and don't take that with that. You don't have to have a voice from God. You just operate in what the Scripture says. But then you need... If if all things were equal and you had two different houses that you were considering and there was no difference between those two things and you had to make a decision, well, then how do you hear the the specific Word of God, that personal word about what to do, which house to get, which car to get. And let me say some things here that, you know, in some ways, I think we we advocate our freedom of choice. God has given us a freedom of choice. And, and let's say, you know, that you're trying to buy a car and you've got two cars and they're they're equal in in value. You aren't going to have to go in debt to get either one and stuff. And if you aren't violating the thing about, oh, no man, anything and stuff, well, then how do you do this? I'm not sure that God's going to tell you to get the white one instead of the blue one. Now, that can happen because maybe one is a lemon and you didn't realize it. It's not apparent. And if you will be open, God may specifically lead you to get one car over another one because there's something hidden that you wouldn't know and the Lord will show you those kind of things. But if everything was equal and if they were both good cars and everything, I believe some things God just leaves it up to your choice. He's not going to tell you whether you buy this dress or that dress. Now, again, there could be some... (laughs) There could be some extenuating circumstances. Maybe one of those dresses doesn't cover you properly. Maybe it's it's not modest. Well, then God would definitely lead you away from that one. But if you had all things common, it's pretty much your choice, whether you get the red dress or the black dress, whether you get the blue car or the white car. So some things God leaves up to you and you just make those decisions. But you ought to constantly be acting on what the written Word says, first of all, and open to God giving you a specific Word. You know, to me, one of the classic examples of this is in Acts, the 16th chapter. Let me turn over and read some of this to you. But this is where Paul and Silas were just out evangelizing. And I won't take time to read the whole thing, but if you read all of this, they started to go north and the Holy Spirit forbid them to go that direction. They started to go east and the Holy Spirit forbid them to go that direction. They started to go south and the Holy Ghost forbid them. Now, think about this. Were they specifically being led to go everywhere? Did they wait until God just told them, you go into this place? 
No, because if, if that was what they were doing, if they were acting on a specific word, God wouldn't have spoken to them about going north and then turn around and say, no, don't go that direction. He wouldn't have spoken to them about going east and then say, no, don't do that, and then go south. No, don't do that. See, they weren't waiting on a special word from God. They already had the command that Jesus gave where he said, go into all of the world and preach the gospel. And if you follow one of these maps of Paul's journey, he was just systematically traveling through areas and he would go to the major cities in those areas. He wasn't having a specific word from God. He already had the written word to go into all of the world and preach the gospel. But he was also sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so even though he had plans to go north, he was listening. And when the Holy Spirit said, nope, that's not it, well, then he, he started going another direction. He wasn't waiting on just a specific or He was just going in every direction, going to all the world. And finally, the Lord appeared unto him in the night and told him, it says in um, Acts chapter 16, verse 9, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. So see, he was just going in every direction because he had the written word of God, the, the spoken word about going into all of the world, but he was also listening to God and was sensitive enough that he know he didn't have peace about doing this. And so he had stopped and withdrawn. Finally, God appeared to him in the night. I believe one of the reasons that God appeared to him in the night and gave him this dream was because in the morning he would have been going in another direction. Paul wasn't waiting on some special word. He was just taking the written word of God and he was going everywhere preaching the gospel. I've actually met people before who wouldn't witness to a person because they said, I just don't feel a leading in my heart to witness to them. Man, you've got a, you got a command to preach the gospel to all creatures. You don't have to have a special leading to witness to a person. Now, you ought to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit that if he forbids you and says, no, don't minister to them. Instead, go over here. You need to listen to that and just not do things totally on your own, but you shouldn't have to have a special leading. It could be that this person that you were next in line uh, was just going to waste your time or argue with you or something, and the person behind them or the person beside them would be receptive. And so God will tell you to, you know, don't just go down the line, go over to this person. You need to be receptive to that special word, but you don't need to wait on a special word when the word of God has already told you to go preach to everybody. And I see that in Paul. This is how Paul evangelized. So we should be constantly in communion with the Lord and sensitive if he gives us special instructions. But until he gives us special instructions, you shouldn't wait. You should be taking the written word of God. A friend of mine used to say that instead of believing that you're sitting at a red light and you're waiting on God to give you the green light to go do something, instead, you ought to look that you've got the green light to go into all the world and preach the gospel, and you just ought to be looking in case he puts a red light up and tells you to stop. That's great advice. And here's another thing. I'll just mention this in passing, but when they, they, he had this vision, he knew that this was God's leading, and he went over into Macedonia and went to Philippi. Many people believe 
THAT IF YOU ARE DOING WHAT GOD TOLD YOU TO DO, THAT THERE'LL JUST BE NO PROBLEMS. EVERYTHING WILL WORK OUT. AND THIS IS HOW THEY DISCERN THE VOICE OF GOD, IS THAT THEY JUST TRY THINGS, AND IF IT WORKS EASILY, WELL, THEN THAT MUST BE GOD. IF THERE'S RESISTANCE, THEN THAT MUST NOT BE GOD. THAT'S NOT A GOOD WAY TO DISCERN GOD'S WILL, BECAUSE WHEN PAUL AND SILAS, THEY DEFINITELY HAD SEEN THIS VISION. THEY KNEW ASSUREDLY THAT GOD HAD SENT THEM INTO MACEDONIA, AND YET WHEN THEY GOT THERE, THEY GOT ARRESTED, THEY GOT BEATEN, THEY GOT THROWN INTO PRISON AND PUT IN THE DUNGEON, THE DARKEST PART OF THE DUNGEON WITH THEIR FEET IN THE STOCKS. IF YOU USE CIRCUMSTANCES TO DETERMINE WHAT GOD'S WILL IS, WELL, THEN PAUL AND SILAS MISSED GOD'S WILL. MATTER OF FACT, PAUL SAID IN ANOTHER PLACE, HE SAYS, A GREAT AND AN EFFECTUAL DOOR IS OPEN UNTO ME, BUT THERE ARE MANY ADVERSARIES. I DON'T BELIEVE THAT YOU SHOULD USE CIRCUMSTANCES TO DICTATE TO YOU WHAT GOD'S WILL IS, BUT IF YOU WERE GOING TO DO THAT, WHICH IS, I DON'T THINK THAT'S THE WAY WE SHOULD DO IT. WE JUST OUGHT TO BE ABLE TO HEAR THE VOICE OF GOD. BUT IF YOU WERE GOING TO GO BY CIRCUMSTANCES, IT'S PROBABLY MORE ACCURATE TO SAY THAT IF THERE'S RESISTANCE TO WHAT YOU'RE DOING, THAT'S PROBABLY GOD. INSTEAD OF EVERYTHING JUST BEING EASY, NO, SATAN WILL FIGHT AGAINST YOU. WHEN YOU TURN AROUND AND START SWIMMING UPSTREAM, THERE'S MORE RESISTANCE THAN FLOATING DOWNSTREAM. SO AGAIN, I DON'T THINK THAT WE'RE SUPPOSED TO EVALUATE GOD'S WILL BY JUST CIRCUMSTANCES, BUT IF YOU DID, IT WOULD PROBABLY BE MORE ACCURATE. MORE OFTEN THAN NOT, YOU COULD DISCERN GOD'S WILL BY THE RESISTANCE THAT YOU EXPERIENCE INSTEAD OF JUST BY EVERYTHING WORKING OUT. YOU NEED TO BE ABLE TO HEAR THE VOICE OF GOD, AND THE WORD OF GOD IS THE VOICE OF GOD. IT IS THE GENERAL WORD OF GOD, THE VOICE OF GOD FOR EVERY ONE OF US IN MANY, MANY WAYS. BUT WE SOMETIMES NEED A SPECIFIC WORD, BUT GOD IS NOT GOING TO GIVE YOU THAT SPECIFIC DIRECTION IF YOU AREN'T ALREADY ACTING ON THE WORD THAT HE'S ALREADY GIVEN YOU IN THE WORD OF GOD. IF YOU AREN'T ALREADY FOLLOWING WHAT THE SCRIPTURES SAY, THERE'S NO REASON FOR GOD TO SPEAK TO YOU A SPECIAL WORD. THAT JUST MAKES YOU MORE ACCOUNTABLE. YOU ALREADY ARE ACCOUNTABLE FOR DENYING AND NOT FOLLOWING THE WORD OF GOD. WHY SHOULD HE SPEAK SOMETHING ELSE TO YOU AND JUST MAKE YOU MORE ACCOUNTABLE? NO, YOU NEED TO ACT ON THE WORD OF GOD, AND YOU NEED TO DO EVERYTHING THAT YOU'VE HAD REVEALED TO YOU THROUGH THE WORD OF GOD, BUT YOU ALSO NEED TO BE LISTENING FOR ANY SPECIFIC WORD. IF THERE'S ANY IF THERE'S ANY FINE-TUNING OF THE THINGS THAT HE'S TELLING YOU TO DO. BUT THE WORD OF GOD IS THE FOUNDATION OF YOU HEARING HIM. AND WHEN HE SPEAKS TO YOU THROUGH THE WORD, YOU OBEY. I COULD SAY, I, I DON'T KNOW HOW TO PUT A FIGURE ON IT, BUT I WOULD DARE TO SAY THAT 90%, CLOSE TO 90% OF ALL DIRECTION GOD HAS EVER GIVEN ME CAME THROUGH THE WORD OF GOD. THE SECOND MOST IMPORTANT ENCOUNTER WITH THE LORD I EVER HAD WAS ON JANUARY THE 31ST, 2002, AND IT CAME THROUGH PSALM 78:41. AND THAT SCRIPTURE SAYS, IN THEIR HEART THEY TURNED BACK AND THEY LIMITED THE HOLY ONE OF ISRAEL. AND GOD SPOKE TO ME THROUGH THAT VERSE AND JUST LITERALLY CHANGED MY PERSPECTIVE, THE WAY I WAS THINKING, THE WAY I WAS ACTING, TALKING, CHANGED MY MINISTRY. AND I TELL YOU, OUR WHOLE LIFE AND MINISTRY HAS BEEN TOTALLY TRANSFORMED, AND IT WAS THROUGH SCRIPTURE THAT GOD SPOKE THAT TO ME. GOD SPEAKS THINGS TO ME THROUGH THE EXAMPLES OF DAVID AND SAUL AND MOSES AND ELIJAH AND PEOPLE LIKE THIS, AND HE SPEAKS TO ME AND SHOWS ME PRINCIPLES, SHOWS ME HOW HE DEALS WITH PEOPLE. THIS IS THE DOMINANT WAY THAT GOD SPEAKS TO ME IS THROUGH SCRIPTURE, BUT THEN THERE IS ALSO THAT SPECIFIC VOICE OF GOD. 
If you believe that God has been telling you to come to Karis Bible College, Campus Days is the perfect opportunity to see what it's really like. All it takes is one word from God to totally, totally, totally change your life. Did you know if you have a desire to be here, you've already got a word from God. If God has spoken to you, you've delighted yourself in the Lord, He's given you the desires of your heart, then you start moving. At Karis Bible College, all kinds of people are discovering God's love and the purpose He has for them. If God is calling you, come to Campus Days. Bring Karis with you wherever you go with our new Karis app. Free to download, the Karis app allows you to easily access everything Karis Bible College has to offer in one place. Receive exclusive grace content and explore unique Karis features. Watch or listen to archived resources and teachings. Follow along with the Bible reading plan or listen to the audio Bible. The Karis app brings everything in one place. Download your app today. I want to let you know that I'm going to be speaking at the Encounter event in Oklahoma City. I'll be there with Mario Marilla, also Rich Van Winkle, and then my niece, Rebecca Cunningham, and her husband, Stephen, are putting this on, and it's going to be a great time. It'll be on the 5th and the 6th of March in Oklahoma City at Victory Church. I believe you'll be really blessed, so plan to be with us March the 5th and 6th, Victory Church in Oklahoma City. Learn how to recognize when God is speaking to you by getting Andrew's complete teaching titled, How to Hear God's Voice. Once again, I'd like to encourage you to get this either CD or DVD set that was taken from our television programs on how to hear God's voice. This is absolutely essential. You are not going to go very far in your relationship with the Lord or in succeeding in the things He calls you to do if you can't clearly hear His voice. And the good news is you don't have to go without it. God wants to speak to you, so please get this series on how to hear God's voice. Andrew's complete teaching, How to Hear God's Voice, is available as a CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I want to let you know that when you support Andrew Womack Ministries, that we also support a lot of other ministries. 
We actually started the Springs Rescue Mission that is now the largest distributor of food and clothing and furniture in all of Colorado Springs. We've got ministries to orphans. We've got ministry to children that have been caught in the sex trade. Uh, we support uh, pregnancy centers. They've actually lowered the abortion rate in Colorado to one of the lowest in the nation. And there's just a lot of things we do. So when you support here, you are helping us reach people all over the world. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily Live Bible Study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily Live Bible Study five days a week.